Hello and welcome to number four. Number four is the number of this podcast. So we've lasted four podcasts. I think it's been a month today since we created the first one. And I feel that you guys... guys. Happy anniversary. We've all been together for a month. It's not even slightly a month. Oh, is it three weeks? Yeah, like... I stop being so pedantic. <laughs> anyway, I've got to introduce you first. Anyway, I'll write these intros. Please respect it. Right. A man who has abandoned any kind of grooming products for longer than Gandalf. A man who builds PCs because he will not trust anyone else to. It's Gareth Williams. All right. There we go. Gareth Williams. The number one man there. Also... Coming second for the first time in his life. Bit of information for the ladies there. Here's a man who loves Nintendo so much he would love nothing more than to do a headstand whilst greased up, naked and with legs open and have Mario jump down his pipe feet first. It's Guy Whitlock. Good evening. Thank you, Guy. And may I introduce myself because I didn't do an intro last year. Last year? Last (laughs) podcast. A man who is so confident in his own sexual performance, what first may start as molestation quickly turns into consensual lovemaking. It is me, Rob, and I am here as your host of today's podcast. Without further ado, I'd like to get on to the first news issue, which is the unfortunate realisation that Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes is going to be nothing more than a glamorous demo, and at twenty nine ninety nine, are people likely to pay that, Gareth? Uh, it looks pretty. It looks pretty, but are you going to pay twenty nine ninety nine? Or $19.99 on your Xbox 360. Sorry to just talk about Xbox One exclusively, as that does sound quite elitist. <laughs> um, it looks really pretty. It does? Is that all you've got to say about it, Gareth? <laughs> Have you seen the gameplay demos? Uh, not enough. I just know it looks not really enough. pretty. I know it looks really pretty, and two hours is bullshit. And that's all I know. Are, are there even gameplay trailers already? Or... Oh, guy. I haven't, I haven't. Every week we do this, <laughs> you sink a little lower in my estimation. Obviously, there has been... I don't know if you saw it a few... Well, uh, quite a few months ago now, wasn't it, Gareth? Like the reveal trailer and then the gameplay trailer showing the new Fox engine where he's in his rubber suit and all the rain's falling on oh, him the and rain. rolling down his body, yeah. And you can grab Guy's guy in the rain and let the rain dripple down your body. Well, to be honest, I wasn't sure if there would be gameplay trailers, considering um, I read a IGN thing earlier saying that um, what is it? Konami um, like developers have been able to speedrun the game in five minutes. I would think they, they want to be as little. I mean, that might be an exaggeration by the company, but, but I, what that says I don't know to why you'd make the game sound that... even shorter. 
Yeah, there's a there's a central uh, objective that you must do, but there's lots of other ways to do it. So it sounds to me like these guys have said, you know what, you can do it in five minutes. You can just go straight for the primary objective, get the person out, get them out, and then bang. It's it, it is basically a glorified demo. But then Konami have had a history with this. If anyone remembers the um, Metal Gear Solid Two Sons of Liberty uh, demo disc, including the Zone of the Enders game. And that was a full price release. And a lot of people bought it just for the demo that you got inside, uh, which was on the ship. Um, which, you know, so it shows that there is a market there for people that want to pay for this sort of stuff. And now I've got a joke here. Um, when I say it, guys, I want you to both laugh very loudly. All right. What people seem to be forgetting is that if, if there is to be two hours gameplay, then you are looking at at least 25 hours of cutscenes. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Zing! Does anyone actually care what's going on in Metal Gear Solid any, anymore, anyway? Well, no, I, mean, I tried to get into Metal Gear Solid 4, but kept walking into cutscenes. Same with every game. I can't really deal with that many cutscenes in a game, and I've never played a Metal Gear Solid game, so there you go. Ah, oh, that is a surprise. That really is. <laughs> what about you, Gareth? Are you a Metal Gear fan? Um, no, I, I I saw my dad play some Metal Gear Solid many years ago, and even then, wow, was that was that on PS One? Yes. Uh, yeah. Even then, uh, it was a bit too much. So none of us are really big fans of Metal Gear Solid, but I will say some uh, words to make us sound like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> Lally Lula Lay, Foxhounds, Infants Terrible, Sons of Liberty, The Patriots, and Fox Die, which are just some of the words you'll come across in the cutscenes of Metal Gear Solid. Well, well, um, yeah. I remember, sorry, yeah, they are some of the words. You, they don't really mean anything. You absorb some stuff by osmosis, like, you know, I know about uh, Raiden, and I know about, like, what's his name, Sniper Wolf or some shit. That's a woman. Is it? Gareth, you've really got to stop this confusion you get. Oh, there's someone else. Because there's it is causing you troubles in life. There's a guy who's like the first Great boss Fox. in Metal Gear Solid who just has a revolver. But for revolver some reason, Ocelot. Yeah, for some reason he's like not dead after you beat him as a boss. And he's like a clone oh, or something. He, he goes into his brother, Liquid Snake. You know, and then they combine to create a new person. It's just, it's so crazy. Kojima just hasn't got in on it. But we're going too far into the world of Metal Gear Solid, and I don't think anyone wants to listen to that. Um, We are talking about demos. Is this a new trend to come? People out there, they really want the game. They're at fever pitch. But Konami are just going to release them a little bit. Yeah, I have that, darling. You want some? Yeah, I'm 19.99. Is this the wrong precedent to set? I mean, we saw it before with Dead Rising Case Zero, which was kind of like a chunk of gameplay to show you what you could expect uh, before the release of the main game, Dead Rising 2. But then that was at a good price point. Did anyone play that? Yeah, I played that. I did. Yeah, and it gave you a real idea of the mechanics <laughs> of the game, didn't it? Yeah, it was fun. It was it was like a little mini version. It wasn't. It didn't feel like a demo. It was more... I guess it was more like um, what you'd get on a... Like a, you know, on the demo disc you used to get for PS One. Oh, I love where them you could, you so could like, I know you could like just play the demo disc for weeks because it was just yeah, cool, meaty chunks of game. That's what that you was didn't like. have like real readily access to the internet. 
It's like you would go in there and you would you would look at the bag and it would say, play these games now, they're awesome. And yeah. now when you look at the official Xbox magazine, it's got like, oh, play um, a demo of Hitman Absolution. And you're like, whoa there, I played that like five months ago. Get a life. Well, to be fair, Polyphony Digital have been doing this. Whoa! Eight years. Guy comes out with a game and they have a studio there. But you've not played any of their games, have you? No, I and you do know played, that they don't make played, Metal Gear Solid. I've played Gran Turismo 2, 3, 4, 5 and 6. So. Wow. And they, they release like, concept yeah, games, they don't they? Do like, they did it on PS2. Like all of them. So. Yeah. But that's just because they're so bloody lazy. <laughs> They, they, how long did it take for the wait for Gran Turismo 4? That was a ridiculous wait. I remember that now. Well, yeah, but you know, that was prologue, so it's fine. Yeah, so it's fine. But what uh, I'm saying to it's you fine, is... It's fine when they do it. It's not fine when uh, Konami do it. Bastards. That's but, all. but those bastards, in a similar way to Dead Rising, I think what we saw, Gareth, if you saw the gameplay demo, um, it was kind of like a self-contained area, wasn't it? Like mm. a playground that you could go and do whatever. I think it's literally going to contain maybe one, two at most of those. And you're basically just going to get to play in these little areas, same as uh, Dead Rising Case Zero. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it'll be fun. And it'll look really pretty. But it yeah, shouldn't but are you gonna cost you good? After it. No. Are you going to feel that you got your money's worth? No. Not and that's totally. that's one of the main problems and one of the main questions. And are we going to start seeing this with most games? Are they going to start charging for people to go onto betas? You know, they're 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 just. I think they're testing the waters now with this new generation, seeing what people are going to put up with. And it's up to us as gamers to come together um, and go against what this is. Well, first, we need to fight off microtransactions. I'd rather have Let's these demos. Let's do it now, guys. Are you ready? I'd rather have these than microtransactions. You, so. you can choose any weapon. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just saying. I'd rather them get rid of micro microtransactions and keep paid for, like, demos and previews. I would love that. You know, microtransactions, they're not going away because people say... No, they're, to not, they're not going to go away. They're not going to go away, but um, as long as it adds to the game and it doesn't take anything away or it restricts you, at the moment we're seeing this on the iPhone and uh, these sort of games that you can download um, that are just pricing things at like $70 for a car in Angry Birds Racer, (laughs) which was just ridiculous. Well, Dungeon Keeper came out this week on iPhone, didn't it? Yeah. If you're a a PC gamer fan back in the day, that's just raping your childhood really the micro and there's nothing worse than raping your childhood no. <laughs> no. right so there we go we think that this could set a dangerous precedent for the future of gamings and how companies sell them to us but another dangerous way going up there in the galaxy gareth above us right now yeah. is a battle supremacy in eve online now i'm not much of a PC kind of guy, so would you just like to let us know what's going on in the intergalactic war? Um, well, it, it happened a few days ago uh, in EVE Online, which if people don't know is like this, the space MMO. It's like World of Warcraft, but in space. So if I was to go, if I fancied myself as a bit of a space pirate, that would be the place to go. Yeah, uh, it takes take you a long time to sort of get to a point where you could do anything 
Really okay, cool. so if I landed in the middle of a war that was going on the other day, then it wouldn't be the best time to join. Uh, I don't know if you can just land in the middle of the war, which is a good thing. Because oh, I'm not bothering like... then, to be honest, if I'm not going to be a part of the war. You know, <laughs> well, let them get on with it. The point is, you play this game for many, many hours of your life to get to the point where you can take part in this war. Well, okay, so describe the war. What was the war about? Um, okay, so there was basically, there's a very complex uh, political structure in EVE, um, which you wouldn't expect, um, but to simplify it, two factions were at war, um, and each faction controls, say, half of the galaxy each, um, okay, and, yeah. and obviously the galaxy's made up of different areas, so you have just, like, places where you do mining, and places, um where you have loads of resources and then there are places um, that are like strategically important that contain loads of useful buildings that let you like launch a load of ships to a certain place things like that um, so in order to keep these in your faction you need to pay the bill um, to Uh-oh. keep them going basically and don't tell me someone missed the payment well they didn't miss it on purpose. They thought they'd paid it, and then there was a glitch in the system. And That's like what happened with me and my council tax. <laughs> it's the <laughs> same thing. You should have gone to war yeah. with the council. I haven't got any ships, to be fair. <sighs> and they, well. they're, they're barrage of ships, and this massive, what they've got because of our council tax, allows them to spend it on these warships. I've got not got a warship, so there was no point. So I just backed down when one of them turned up on my doorstep. Right. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a, I think that was the right thing to do, but not Thank if you're you. in space. So what happened? No, if I was in space, it would be a different story, Gareth. Yes. So what happened is one faction um, didn't pay their bill on one of their very important sectors, um, yeah. and then it went up for grabs, basically. So it was um, completely free to be claimed by anyone. So like, if the bailiffs came in, if you hadn't paid your council tax took your Xbox One, and then said, right, let's auction this off. Uh, sure. Okay, yeah. Thank you. That's fine. Well, uh, Gareth, I'm just trying to make it so people that don't live in space um, will understand. I know. But those people, they don't, those people don't care about non-space-related issues. Well, that's the thing. I'm trying to make it so people do care, so they have something <laughs> to relate to. Like, council tax is something we all understand. True. Okay, so back to the story. So a very important, like strategically important galaxy went up for grabs, um, and the people who owned it, who's hadn't paid the bill, quickly tried to claim it back, but because like gypsies, yes, okay, yeah, yes. gypsies, um, and because of Eve is crazy, people from the other side of this war are like double agents. They got spies in the organization. They find out. Wow. Um, yeah. they, they didn't pay this bill by accident and now this place is up for grabs so they send yeah. a big old fleet to go and attack it um, and then they're attacking it they're trying to capture it for themselves and then the people who didn't pay the bill who were getting their shit attacked go right let's scare them off and send like their entire fleet um, in Gareth did this actually happen or is this something you dreamed last night because it sounds <laughs> very very complex it is <laughs> But it really happened. So imagine you send in a fleet to try and take this place. They send in their entire army. And then instead of you backing away, you go, 
you know what? Let's just make this war end right now. And then yeah. both people send in their entire armies. Um, basically, about $300,000 worth of damage was done. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty mental. And who's going to pay that back, Gareth? Oh, I know. The tax-paying bloody <laughs> workers. <laughs> you know, they do all that damage up there, not thinking about us. Stupid Rob who goes to work every day. You know, they've created all this, and now we're the ones that have to pick up the pieces. All because, you know, you make it sound like some grand Star Wars sort of thing, but let's be honest, it was probably a bunch of virgins tapping on their keyboards and mice that caused this problem. (laughs) And now they think they're heroes. So who won? Who won? Yeah, Gareth. What, what, did they claim their land back in the end? Um, no, they lost. They lost. Basically what happened is, um, before this battle, um, the previous, like, biggest ever battle um, in EVE history uh, how many was it it was like there's something like 12 Titans destroyed and Titans are like the biggest ships you can get well um, you don't call something a Titan for nothing do you exactly <laughs> yeah um, so like 12 Titans were destroyed in the old biggest battle of all time and in this battle there were like 30 something destroyed and it was absolutely yeah. insane and um, Titans they cost about $5,000 to make um, wow! In real world money, um, <laughs> I'd be pretty scared, sad if one of my titans blew up. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like this army made up of titans, they were like, right, we'll send in all our titans to scare off the other <laughs> army, get there, and then the other army's like, right, we'll send in all our titans. It's basically so. Not only have they lost their land, they've lost their titans as well. So yeah. basically, they've been destroyed. This faction, or whatever you'd like to call them. Uh, essentially well once they realised they were going to get owned they started trying to run away but then the other but you would literally cry wouldn't you I know we get annoyed at Call of Duty and Modern um, and Battlefield and stuff like that and losing a game of FIFA but I would actually start crying down the mic (laughs) just begging people to please leave me alone and let me run away (laughs) because you think about all the money and time you've invested in this you would I would literally kill myself probably (laughs) Or just stop playing the game and go out and have sex. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's just totally crazy because once you start putting actual real-world value onto something, um, that's when it becomes, um, you know, you become really attached to it. Yeah. Um, and like, technically, you're not allowed to say how much real-world money um, everything in that world costs because once you start being able to transfer in-game money into real-world money... Then like it's scary. It becomes yeah. subject to like banking regulations and weird stuff. So oh, okay. it's all so you just got to make up the currency. But uh, the space okay. battle didn't it just slow down to like one frame an hour? Yeah, they slow down time. But yeah, <laughs> they slow down time by uh, to ten percent of its normal speed, <laughs> so the servers could handle all like however many it was, like twenty thousand players. Yeah, but but surely the people that will benefit from it are the the developers themselves because maybe people are going to start spending a little bit more money to try and get back on top now. Uh, Well, maybe. Um, But then, you know, you lose like 30 Titans. That have all got to be built up again. It's probably going to set you back a bit. You probably won't feel much like building many Titans after that. I know I haven't. 
well, well that's it. You'd, you'd get fed up, wouldn't you? Just go and do something else. Yeah, just try right, to get so, <laughs> Eve Online. It's a very sad day on Eve Online, but because none of us have got any kind of emotional connection, we can make jokes about it. But don't forget that there's some man in his room um, sitting there with his beard, crying. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's the image we should all share. But anyway, on to other people that are crying. Um, Nintendo, again, you know, in the news. Um, guy brought this to my attention as he likes to keep his hand, sorry, his finger on the pulse of Nintendo, preferably on its genitalia. Um, but so, Nintendo fitness guy, what's it all about? Well, they basically, in their big financial meeting, they said we're going to bring out in a couple of years a. Just to let you know, the guy machine. wasn't actually in this meeting. Well, I think people would realise that in about 10 seconds when I've said everything that I know. So, they're basically the just bringing out in a couple of years instead of. You know, trying to do a proper next-gen console or going back on the Wii or... In fact, focusing on the Wii, they decided to make a fitness-type machine to try and, I think, win back some of the demographic that they got with the Wii, but then lost very quickly when the Wii U came out. With like, Nintendo at the moment, it doesn't seem that they've got a plan. It just seems that they're out there, they're people, they're looking for something to grab onto. They're just anything at the moment that will do it, you know. We exercise, you know, it's like they're trying to anything that can get them back. Uh, a console that acts as a father should you have lost yours. Um, let's make a console which doubles up as an abortion kit. You know, anything that they can do at the moment to try and get it. I don't think they seem to have anyone there that can have a concise uh, imagining of where they want to go next, guy. And I think that's the problem. Well, another little piece of news yesterday, they brought back their shares like all of them 9.5 million shares in the company what so no one owns shares in nintendo anymore well i would think yeah well buy low sell high guy that is my advice to you when it comes to shares i don't even know the first thing about shares so i just know nintendo bought lots of them 114 billion yens worth wow and that equates to gareth in pound sterling (laughs) Um, I've well, got it up. I think what people really want to know is uh, how much in-game currency in Eve that will buy you. <laughs> yeah. How many Titans? Think, yeah. you know, if how much do Titans cost? Uh, about one thousand five hundred dollars. That's about ten billion yen. <laughs> how much? One thousand five hundred. Yeah. Well, that would buy you. Jeez, the um, US. Dollar equivalent in that of those shares would buy you seven hundred thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-three titans. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Maybe it is. Um, maybe Nintendo think you know we we are going to be on the up, and buying their own shares shows that they're confident that they are going to go back on the up. Because when they do, and their share prices rise, then they will sell them on for a profit. So if their own company is buying back their shares, it shows you something that you know they do have the confidence in themselves, but. I don't know if you guys remember the vital thing for the Wii. It was a clip that went on your finger to measure your heartbeat. They never said what it was actually for, though. It was just they kept showing it. And people were like, oh, that's nice. What are you going to do with it? Oh, I don't really know. And then it never come out. So, you know, Nintendo have got a, a history of just thinking and then not having it run into practice. But 
you know, we, we say this, we come back every week with Nintendo about what, what they can do, what they should be doing, but it doesn't seem like there's any concrete evidence as to what's actually going on. And, and this guy has been in another one of their meetings, which I don't think he has. Unfortunately not. That was the only one they let me in, let me into. I think they I should think stand up, bang their t- hand on the table, their fist, and say, Bring me Anton Dick! <laughs> you know, I hope that wasn't Why are they now Brian Blessed? That was my Scottish accent. Because okay. everyone knows that Nintendo are a great Scottish company. <laughs> Those Scottish guys. <laughs> I love them. Well, they've, Nintendo have come out and said they they were to consider mergers and acquisitions and all sorts now. They are just they're just going, you know, putting out everything. Yeah. Which I don't think they really need to do. I think they're clearly panicking. And yeah, they are. I think what is it? I think um, who is it? I think it might have been Iwata came out and said something like, "We can't predict like financial quarterly sales figures," which then just left like the internet were just like, "Maybe you should quit," because that's sort of the job of a head of company. Yeah, the director's job is to predict those figures. You know, make them yeah, I'm sorry, I just can't predict them. Can you fix my car, mate? You're a mechanic. <laughs> um, no, I can't really. Just take it somewhere else. Brilliant. Oh, right, so yeah, but we yeah. hope Nintendo come back because the world, the game, the world of gaming would be a much poorer place if it wasn't for the input That'll of this genius lovely. developer. Well, it's. It makes sense. Like, it's not like a stupid idea for them. Like, their two biggest selling things for Nintendo in the past 10 years are like Brain Age and Wii Fit, which have yeah. nothing to do with games at all. But the thing is, Gareth, it's, it's going back, going back. You know, I think they're, like I said last week, they're trying to reclaim an audience that aren't there anymore. I think the audience is still there. But they just need to make it. Are you going to want to fork out for a console dedicated to um, fitness management? Well, it's not a console, though. Yeah, like, it's, it's not, not for us. It's for yeah. your mum. Yeah, it's a device. Oh! <laughs> I need to bring it down. I need to bring it down to that, Gareth. My mum, okay, owns a Wii Fit. And she loves her Wii Fit. But the thing is, you know, she got it originally for something else entirely. Um,. But at the same time, yeah, she does enjoy the Wii Fit. But, you know, I don't want Nintendo to be that kind of company. Yeah, you know, Nintendo are a software company and they make some damn good games. And if they're going to have to start releasing all this crap, then, you know, they're going to lose what it is that makes them Nintendo and why people love them. I I don't know about that. They also also came out and admitted that they hadn't shown off the... uh, that the gamepad hadn't been utilised to the you know effect that they wanted but then that's not a good thing to say is it oh, they're really? admitting their mistakes good yeah, they are admitting where they're mistakes. going wrong you know they should know they should know what the gamepad is capable of and we should have seen it by now you know that's your console don't really utilize it that well i don't stand there with my penis in my hand saying to someone well i don't know what it does you know it's been there a while but i just haven't been able to utilize it yet <laughs> <laughs> you know, you create something. I mean, you know, the guy that created the toaster didn't sit there for a few years putting forks into it, going, <laughs> oh, I haven't been able to utilise it yet. I don't know what it could be used for. And then one day, bloody hallelujah, he's put some bread in there and it comes out as toast. I'm sorry, but that just doesn't wash. If well, you design a like... console, you design a controller guy, 
you know what that controller is for. You have to plan for it. You have to make concept designs. This is for this. This is for that. You know, they're just trying to say, oh, well, play ignorant. We don't really know what it is. It didn't just turn up on their doorstep one day like an alien spacecraft and they've kind of bought it in and said, oh, give us time. We'll work out what it does. Don't worry about it. It's like when they, um, um, I don't know if any of you played it, Super Mario 64 DS. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. That had those, like, touch touchscreen minigames on. That was that was nice. Like even like in 3D world, just chuck something like that in. But folks, just chuck on, something on the game like that in. on the game pad, yeah. game pad. Just yeah. to... you should be the um, the kind of guy at Nintendo that says stuff like that. Guy, I don't know what the official title would be. Just be guy. Go and see guy. You'll know what to do. But yeah. So anyway, Nintendo, we need some concrete confirmation. There needs to be a set plan. You can't just send a console into the market and then tell everyone, you know, it's going to pick up soon, don't worry. You know, that you look towards Nintendo to be the ones to tell you. The same with PlayStation 4, Xbox One. They've got very clearly defined routes of action that they're going to be taking now. Okay, when they were first announced, there was a bit of controversy. But, you know, they didn't say, oh, well, we don't know. We don't, we'll release them, then we'll see what happens. You know, they were like, okay, people don't want this. We're going to scrap it. Now we're going to head in this direction. If they release this fitness thing and it has a Wii in the name anywhere, yeah. then it's they then they've won't. completely I'm sure fucked they up. Won't. <laughs> you so do you hope. think we the name Wii is seen as negative now, Gareth? No, I just think there's too much confusion. There's too much Wii. People. Well people still think the fucking yeah. gamepad is just a pad for the Wii. They don't yeah, know the Wii yeah. U is a new console that's different. People Yes, but I have a name for those people. People. Idiotas. Yeah. Well, no, they're not idiots because Nintendo have made no effort to tell people that this is the case. Nor have you, Gareth. Right. <laughs> Admit it. I tried. You're, you're quick to point fingers, haven't you? But when did you last stand in your local shopping precinct telling people about the wondrous capabilities of the Wii U gamepad? Okay. It's been a while since I've done that, I'll grant you. Exactly. Well, the thing is, I haven't actually met anyone that said, "Oh, what? The, it's it's not just a controller for the Wii." Everyone I everyone I know has either not heard of it, which doesn't defend this point I'm trying to make, or they know what it is. So I mean, well, guy, both of those people might not have come across a Wii U before. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's enough of Nintendo because I feel that. You know, we're here every week talking about Nintendo, where it's going wrong. Yeah. I'm sure they know where they're going. They just haven't told anyone yet. I love Nintendo. Well, they just need to bring me on to fix shit. Bring him on to fix shit. Guy? What? Can they bring you on to fix shit as well? Or they... No, no, they can't. No, I just shooting, Gareth. I just want to play their games, to be honest. All right, Brilliant. We've got a new section now. It's called What is the back of the box that Rob is reading from a game that you now have to guess? Yes, we thought it was about time we had a competition in this podcast. 
because you know there's a lot of podcasts out there and a lot of them do give away excellent prizes i haven't thought about what the prize will be yet but i do have a cave full of tasty gaming treats they may not be edible but yes they are in a figure of speech very tasty i am going to read the back of the games case it could be from any era on any platform i don't know how people are going to tell me the answer maybe i'm going to put it as a group the Facebook group, excellent. Carrier Pigeon, um, Time Travel, and or I don't know any other way of contacting me. Use the World Wide Web at www.facebook.com. Log in or sign up if you're not yet a member. And I will post a thread where people can post their answers. And if there are any winning ones, I'll pick a winner at random. <clears throat> so here we go, guys. Are you ready? Sure. Yeah. Planet Earth, 2094. Every human uses the internet in the same way. Cyber terrorism is rife. So already, everyone is using the internet in the same way. For cyber terrorism is a bit of an idea. Why not just turn it off? Because if people are using it that way, then, you know, they don't deserve the internet anymore. Like naughty children, let's just take it away. There are rumours of an elite underground special forces unit of highly skilled members. It's just a rumour, though. Like it's not actually been proved. Who are equipped with cutting-edge technological gadgets and adapt at eradicating these criminals. Actual sightings are rare, but they're constantly described as blank, adorned with blank. Thus, they've become known as blank. Now, you may see that I have said blank a few times. That's not a form of Tourette's. That is actually me disguising very key information. So, out on the Facebook page, I'm going to do a little link. People can send in what you think the back of the box is, um, referring to what game. Now, I did kind of go off on a tangent during that. Not all of that was the back of the game case. So I've done what Guy does when he wants to know some gaming knowledge. Does he use the internet? No. Does he play the actual games? No. He'll read the back of the box, and that's all he needs to know. Right. So any ideas, Guy? Do you have any ideas what that could be? Excellent, Guy. Well, you... <laughs> you, you told us the answer before we started. So... I did, Guy, but again, you've got to act all silly. Oh, on, you've got to act dumb. Come on, where's oh. the professionalism? You've got to say, oh, I don't know, that's a really tricky one, Rob. Let's do it again. Guy, have you got any idea what the back of that box was? No. No. What about you, Gareth? I think you've stumped me there. It's a pretty tricky one this week. Oh, you're, you're a right blanker this week. That is very good. Insert whatever swear word someone would like to write there. Right, so anyway, guys, we are going to contact someone. Is he going to be an ethereal being that we have to use the Ouija board? No, he's not. He's oh, a regular... Your transitions are so like overbloated. <laughs> Jesus, man. That is... Right, guy. You've been you a great. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, uh, now we're going to introduce a guest. And it's pulling, so there you go. Oh, that's, wow. that's all you have to say. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know. I was trying to build up his appearance. He's not just any guy. He's a man that poses with a samurai sword. And if you want to annoy a man like this guy, then you have to face the consequences. All right. I don't want to annoy. Okay. Him. I was just trying to give a little bit of a background information on this man. 
Hello everybody, it's Gareth here uh, with your video game track of the week. Now, if you weren't listening last week, I actually started this feature. I was sort of inspired by the Classic FM Hall of Fame, which is a thing they do every year where you can vote for tracks that get put into the Classic FM Hall of Fame. And there's been a campaign the past few years to try and get video game music into the Classic FM Hall of Fame. We've been very successful in the past few years, but I want to be even more successful this year. So if you go to gamebanter.co.uk and you look at the top post on the front page, there's all information about it there, how you can vote for your favourite video game soundtracks and try and get them into the Classic FM Hall of Fame. The track last week was from StarCraft 2, so it was a quite a rousing, epic piece of music. But not every piece of music you want to vote for has to be like that. So, in the interest of that, this week I've actually picked a track from Super Mario Galaxy. Not a game you immediately think about the music from, you think about the, the gameplay and the art style and the graphics, but a game where the music is actually really important and actually very, very good for that game. It's one of the games I voted for in this year's Hall of Fame vote. So, if you have a video game that you really love, you maybe didn't occur to you that the music in it was something you could actually vote for. Uh, maybe this will get you to listen to some of the soundtracks to the games that you love. But maybe listen to them and think, yeah, you know, this does deserve recognition. Maybe I'll vote for this in the Classic FM Hall of Fame. Try and get this into the top 300 tracks of all time. So have a listen. It's from Super Mario Galaxy, as composed by Mahito Yokota. And this is Gusty Garden Galaxy.
this week's podcast because um, Guy sometimes lacks gaming knowledge. We thought we'd get in a real expert this week. Um, his name is Paul Lynn. Paul, would you just like to say hi? Hi. I have got a few questions for you, Paul, so we can get to know you out there. But first, hi, we'd like you to say hello to Gareth. Hello, Gareth. All right. Is that and also? That is Gareth with the long hair. Good could man. You, could you Obviously hear my hair? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, are you ready? Let's get to know Paul Lynn. <laughs> I see how Paul it is. Lynn. Oh, just say hi to Guy. Obviously, we'll feel left out. Hello, Guy. I already spoke to Guy earlier. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, in a Guy, <clears throat> Paul Lynn, have you deposed a king? Have I what, sorry? Have you deposed a king? Have I deposed a king? Yeah. I thought about it, but um, I'm, a, I'm afraid I'm, I'm a firm royalist, so I had to good, not good. do it. Have you bought a ring? It's funny you say that. My 18-year-old sister who sat next to me for her 18th birthday, I bought her an exact replica of the one ring. The one ring. Um, the is one she now going to go and destroy it in the... She's trying, to, well, uh, she's trying to, but I'm afraid um, Gandalf's busy, so... I'm corrupted. Yeah. Gandalf actually does resemble Gareth Williams. Right. Right. It's not, it's Paul not Lynn, true. what's your favourite thing? You can't just call me Paul, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. otherwise my, my questions do not rhyme, and they just sound out of context. Well, not Paul Lynn. See, are the questions going to rhyme with Lynn? Yes. Thank you, for, thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> yeah. Paul Lynn, what's your favourite thing? Gordon's gin. How did Planet Earth begin? Why does that ice cream out of there? Have you ever injured your shin? I've ever injured my shin. I used to play rugby, so yes, I have injured it many a times. What's your favourite deadly sin? Wanking while scratching your chin. Thank you. Who is listed as your next of kin? Lucifer. Who is your favourite identical twin? I absorbed him in the womb. <laughs> Excellent. I've done that a few times myself. Um, do you like women with double chins? I don't mind, but if you have to roll them in flour to find the wet patch, I draw the line there. Brilliant. Thank you, Pauline. And now I feel, I think, and I think I could speak on behalf of everyone, that we know you so much better than we did before. Ring-a-ding-ding. Ring-a-ding-ding. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. It doesn't <laughs> have to rhyme anymore. Timing. The rhyming is finished. Right. Okay. Let's this isn't. You don't have to. We don't speak in riddles or rhyme anymore, Paul. We're just going to be dead normal. I find that hard to believe, to be honest with you. <laughs> the scene, some of them. Oh. There you go. There, there's a lot of arguments going on in your house just, right now. Does this normally happen when you're trying to play games? Of the noise. You know how how is a guy supposed to play games in that kind of environment? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I'm afraid I'm, I'm, I'm the eldest of five and my two sisters are here, so my eldest yeah. two. Yeah. Did they come round especially for the podcast? Um, I'd like to say <laughs> yes for your benefit, but no. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, just say yes. 
Um, Gareth, if you could just edit out the no there, that would be brilliant. Uh, yeah, will do. Right, so, oh. hair, which seems to be a, a far too regular occurrence, in my opinion. It is beautiful. So every week, Paul, we like to put out a poll on who who uh, of a retro game that we're going to be speaking about. This week, for the first time ever, people have agreed with Guy. And mm. he chose a beautiful game, you might remember, called Crash Bandicoot. I do remember it. I've got to be honest, I didn't play it much because it looked far too colourful for my liking. <laughs> well, we're now going to let Guy, who has a wonderful way with words and is quite persuasive, <laughs> paint you a beautiful picture in your mind of what it was like to be Guy back in those years and playing such a spectacular platformer. Oh, it was just the best platformer, wasn't it? That's Excellent. Gareth. Guy, go ahead. Explain it further. Uh, well, it was just... I actually quite liked the fact it was colourful because I was about seven, but... So I drew you in. How old are you, know, you Guy? Can I ask you? What? How old am I? Yeah. 20. You're a kid, man. Uh, <laughs> you, you would have just consumed... I didn't say, when, did I, when did I say I wasn't a kid? Well, no, true. That's fair enough. You have been telling Paul that you are not a child. Um, we have seen those Facebook messages that he's passed on to us. I'm looking at his Facebook picture now and it looks very childlike, if I'm honest. There you go. But, you know, some people like that. Guy, don't take this to heart. Right, well, you're never coming Peter on. Peter Pan, take it to heart. It's just a bit of Yorkshire banter, that's all, Guy. Yeah. Well, but maybe, Guy, you're not from Yorkshire, are you? No, I'm not. I don't understand your... Look out, look out all, uh, never mind. <laughs> I do not start your blatant racism and homophobia against <laughs> members of the Facebook group because that did land you in hot water before. When you commented last week that, am I right in saying this, Gareth, that disabled people bring on the zombie apocalypse? Uh, it was words to that effect, yes. It was, wasn't it? And that caused quite an uproar in local parliament. <laughs> Didn't Glenn Hoddle get sacked for something like that? Yeah, he did, because he said that people that died um, mm. and have a disability were bad. I've in, in a previous life. life. Yeah, and, mm. but he did do okay as an England manager. So it's yeah. funny, you have to balance. And that's what I think about Crash Bandicoot, Gareth. Excellent. Gareth, did you have the pleasure <laughs> of playing Crash Bandicoot? Uh, Crash Bandicoot is terrible. Oh, what? Did you say it's better than Mario 64? I'm a Mario guy all the way. Oh, but they're both so good. No, no. After playing Mario 64, Crash Bandicoot is <laughs> wank. No, it isn't. It's terrible. Why do you say these things? It's, yeah, it's basically the deformed um, after miscarriage of Mario 64. Yeah, like even in Mario 64, the graphics aren't great. Like Mario's hands look like he's got like trotters instead of hands <laughs> under his gloves. But it still looks better than Crash may, Bandicoot. Done, yeah, no, you know, if you if you go back and play Crash Bandicoot, the graphics have not aged as bad as they have in some games. Well, I could like go that. back and play Crash Bandicoot, or I could just kick myself in the dick multiple times <laughs> and have just as enjoyable <laughs> a time. <laughs> what? Oh, hey, Crash Bandicoot. For that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why you'd not like Crash Bandicoot. It's just terrible. No, you've got to try and convince Gareth, uh, Guy. This is the point. You've made out that this is a great retro game. Gareth's doing it. You can't just sit there crying, asking him not to bully you. You've got to now fight back with your own opinion. Well, um, as I said, the graphics 
at the time. Apparently, I've just been, someone's just chimed in, our Hannah, the voice from Beyond. Apparently, she used to play Crash Bandicoot all the time. Hannah, Hannah, the voice of the heart Beyond. Hello, how are you? Hannah. On, on the old Xbox, Wrath of Cortex, and, or it, Nitro Car. You bought me it? For I bought you it. For a Crystal Xbox, well, yeah. I, I'm a wonderful big brother, that's why. Oh. There you go. It's nice that you've got this closeness to your sister. Oh, my, my sisters refuse to speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, because I'm an asshole. <laughs> that's what they say anyway. That's an opinion. That's not fact. Um, so, Paul, Crash Bandicoot, what are your memories of it? Uh, like I said, I never really played it. Um, to me, it seemed... I, I, I mean, like I said, when I, back then, I, I was 16 when it first came out. I'm now 36. So yeah. I was probably too interested in playing Pro Evolution Soccer. Pro, now that was a game, wasn't it? It was a proper game before FIFA took over the world. I think I actually, I, we could talk about this forever, Paul, and maybe we should have our own separate podcast called Paul and Rob Play Pro Evolution Soccer. Well, I think it's oh, always been better than Pro Evo. So. <laughs> we'll have to work on the name, I think, if we do. Yeah. Um, Actually, Paul, Guy prefers FIFA 2006, where he thinks it was the pinnacle. Well, the sad thing is, to be fair, FIFA, towards the end, has slowly become the better football game, whereas Pro Evolution Soccer has lost its, I don't know, I used to play hours on it with my cousin, just like hours. One more game, one more game. It was just playable, and it was brilliant. You didn't really give a crap about what shirts were wearing or if it was sponsored properly. And then no. Pete swanned in with the, you know, all the money. And it just shows everything. people will prefer gameplay. Mm. You'd always get the kids like Guy. Oh, but he's got more licenses. Look, the shirt's correct. No, I like, I like Pro Evo. Well, that meant to be an impression of Guy, then, I take it. That was my best impression of Guy. I've been working on it all week. Well, I've got to be honest with you. I've, I've just spoken to Guy. It sounds nothing like him. <laughs> Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Right, so, anyway... As you can see, Guy, you're, you're, you weren't persuasive enough in your love oh, for oh, well, Crash, you Bandicoot? Crash Bandicoot. You never piped up. Is he wanting, I, to, I, is he wanting it to be remade or something? Well, yeah, that, he does. I'd take a remake of Crash Bandicoot. That'd be like bringing back Ricketts or something. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I want to bring back Ricketts. Do you mean Adam Ricketts, one of the most popular singers in the early 90s who had a short sting in the Yorkshire sitcom... <laughs> He's um, back. So he's back. Is Gareth, he back? Did you he's back in a boy band by all accounts, isn't he? Oh, yes. Gareth is actually meditating right now. He does it between 7.18 and half past seven. <laughs> Can I just say, I've got to be honest, I'm really glad that we're not sat here being all technical about games and stuff because I, I want a bit worried. Cause my technical... You want to talk about games. Exactly. You know? Right at the back of a postage stamp and we're now talking <laughs> Like we do on site, don't we? You know, Guy does sometimes like to go into the technical side of games. Oh, by uh, the way, um, Stuart, is it? What? Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah, Stuart is here. Uh, earlier on, earlier, no, hang on. Earlier on, um, I went on to on the side. I tried to uh, recommend my sister Hannah for the GC Lives, but it wouldn't yeah. kind of do it, if you know what I mean. Um, we're not actually in charge of the admin. Um, well, we we, we are just the speaker people. You must talk to right. one of the overlords. Right. Be in Jared or Rory or Daryl. Yeah. Anyone like them. Oh, <laughs> this is just some guys having a conversation about <laughs> what nothing that makes any sense. 
<laughs> I think that's probably why Gareth's fallen asleep. I'm still here. And now I put when I need to. We are moving in on to one of my favourite sections of the podcast, and the final part. What have we been playing? Whoa. So we start off. I asked a question. <laughs> I asked a fucking question, like you told me to. Oh, and as you guys aren't ask a question in this part, Paul. Um, you could probably edit about ten minutes of this out, uh, Gareth. <laughs> I know. Guy's asked, as he does every week, a question on Facebook. He's asked quite a few today. Some have been quite emotionally distressing. But this one is purely gaming related. And what was the question you asked today, Guy? I asked, what do people cast as good value for money when they're buying games? No. Yeah. yeah. That is an absolutely fantastic oh. question. Abbreviated, because it's something I am quite opinionated about. For it to work properly, I, I class that as good value. The way there I generally, generally see it is... But it's to work properly without matches. If I spend 40 quid on a game, I want to get 40 hours out of it at least. There you go. A pound an hour. I, it, yeah, that's pretty much how I see it. Yeah. And will you time it with a watch? Oh, no, I don't literally time it. I'm not that fucking... You're not that anal. Bad. Have you got a big countdown clock in your bedroom? <laughs> well, every time I buy a new game, I have to reset it. <laughs> and when you're coming to the 40th hour, it starts going... I'll put the controller down and go, that's it. I've got my money's and worth. Just walk off. And just, yeah, yeah, just walk off. That's it. That is absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. No, to be honest with you, personally speaking, um, I don't like there's a very strong tendency now for I mean, as we've seen with Battlefield, touch wood, I've not had too many problems on, on the PS4. Um but Things being released unfinished by, you know, evil megalomaniac publishers who obviously live on top of Mount Doom or something, you know. They do, yeah. They do, don't they? Let's face it. And, you know, they're all, you know, and they've got a minion some stood behind them. I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> just making that noise constantly, which would be yeah. quite annoying. That noise is just like that. Yeah. <laughs> So, Guy, what are people out there saying? Do they do they not mind paying the money as long as it's a good game? Do they expect a certain number of hours? I said, Chris Mullins um, put that people are going to feel better getting 40 hours out of a £40 game than four hours. Um, some people just say they want to have fun, which is fine. You know, if a game's really fun for a few hours, then I guess it's not as bad. But I'm an RPG guy, so I like yeah. longer the better. As long as the story's good. RPGs are a personal favourite of mine, if I'm honest. Yay. And then uh, Martin Kearns, who has, I've never seen comment on anything before, has just put... Oh, he just pipes up now, does he? It's, yeah, he does. It's an essay, but the first little sentence is, I would almost never pay more than £5 for a game. Hey, wow. It's just a lot... It must have cost a lot more than that, mate. I'm, I'm stingy, yeah. but he also says he likes it just for the fun experience. So oh, short fun nice? is just as good as long, which is fine. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Not take this into euphemism territory. <laughs> you're I, the one doing that, guy. You're so you're so impressed by the capability of euphemism to come out of the sentence you just said. You're forcing it upon yourself. 
No, but, you know, generally, any, any game, the most yeah. expensive one I've ever bought is Black Ops 2, I think, with oh. 45 quid, and that's the most I've ever paid for a game. I'm actually sat next to an expert on Black Ops 2, I think, aren't I, Hannah? When did we what happened is, I mean, when I got my PS4, I gave my PS3 to my sister, and I think inadvertently I've created a monster. You are such <laughs> a nice person, Paul. It seems that you scour your family with gaming goodness. Yeah. It's the way forward. You see, when I come to power, it will be compulsory to have a, co- a control of some, some kind in, in every room. Wow. wow. That's impressive. And when are you planning on coming into power? So, you know, when I, when I run for power, I want, I want you all to vote for me. I will, Paul, just as long as you address the nation <laughs> wearing your dressing gown and holding your samurai sword. <laughs> it wasn't a dressing gown, it was an Aikido outfit. Well, sorry, were you wearing it in a humorous way, or were you wearing it... It's not a dress, it is a robe of psychedelic monks. There you go. So, could you kill a man, Paul? <laughs> I could kill a man just by looking at him. Wow, it's right. a good job that we're not doing this through video chat. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I was absolutely rubbish at Aikido, so I took up origami. I can fold you to death. There you go. That's pretty. But you kept the outfit anyway. Well, you've got to look the part, haven't you? You <laughs> went doing origami. Yeah. There we go, Gareth. How do you feel? How much will you pay for a game? You know, how do you? I'm, I'm actually getting withdrawal symptoms from your voice. <laughs> Sorry. Just... The problem is we overlap, and then the sound goes weird. So I just kind of holding back. Um, we could get a quartet going on. We we could try. Friends. Uh, that was a wonderful duet. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, it, it depends on the game. Like I've spent, I've spent about a hundred pounds on special edition before, um, and that was yeah. for Borderlands Two. Oh, have you, did vault. you get the Vault Hunter chest and everything? Yeah, like, I did, yeah. Oh. And where's the Vault now, Gareth? Where is it? Under your bed? <laughs> well, I don't have a lot of room in this room. So it's in my wardrobe. There you oh. go. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Let's have it on display. It, it is, though. And it got a certi- it's got a certificate of authenticity. And it's really cool. <laughs> Well, just in case someone comes in to question if it's a real vault or not. Yeah. That doesn't look real. That looks like a knockoff. That's well, not actually <laughs> from Borderlands. I think you'll find that I actually have the certificate of authentication. Uh, you know, something? Borderlands, I never played it. Ever. Well, what? Well, there you well, go. You well, for, if Shire says what, then you know you're in trouble. that, you <laughs> my thing. I like, you know, wandering about and looking at stuff. Um, uh, you but, don't wonder about... I get arrested. Doing that. Oh. <laughs> Bob, Bob Lance 2 is immense. Yeah, it it's is. really good. It I, is. I play all of Borderlands games um, co op with the same mm-hmm. friend, so I'm prepared to spend uh, like £100 when I know I'll get shit ton of gaming out of it, which I will. Just, just think of how much beer you could buy for £100. Well, <laughs> I don't drink beer. The only, the only you don't drink beer? No. Never trust a man who don't drink beer. Let's keep it slightly on topic, gentlemen. What, what do you drink? This is getting silly. I don't drink <laughs> anything alcoholic. <laughs> drink Umbongo. Um, the only special edition I've ever thought would be worth the money is the Nino <laughs> special edition. With the book. Okay, yeah, it was a bad idea, me coming on here. I'm drunk and I'm rambling. <laughs> I wanted that book so much and I didn't buy it at the time and I now very much regret it because it looks like a ridiculously good 
Can I just take a shout out for one of his GC readers? You can. I I was asked to specifically say this. As long as it's not yourself. No, it's not myself. Um, I think we'll uh, draw a discreet veil over my appearance. But um, (laughs) I've been told to say it by a certain Daryl Selby. Oh, not that. And you know what I'm going to say, don't you? I have to fit in the word cactus porn. We so, have actually got yeah, a jingle for Cactus Pond. And that oh, would be a good fun to use it, Gareth. Yep. yep. So make note. Can uh-huh. you play it? I, I can't play it now, but when you listen back to the podcast, where you, you said it, Cactus Pond and there was a gap after it, there will now be a Cactus Pond jingle. I expect supreme editing. I expect <laughs> editing. Yeah, and I yeah. expect most of me to be edited out. <laughs> Well, if that's what you want, Paul, then we are going to only have to listen to what you say because it is your copyright material. Well, you've brought, well, something, yeah. you've, you've brought something different and quite hilarious, so. <laughs> Which is what the podcast yeah. needed, really. Yeah. Because I, think, it was I think everyone sale. was getting bored of uh, hearing a fresh blood. monologue endlessly, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it's a bit like um, um, evolution, you know, if, if you don't introduce new genes to the pool, well, I'll end up with three eyes. Yeah, like my. I, like I don't know if you. Sorry, guy, go. <laughs> well, I'll go then. Um, Paul, I don't know if you've uh, ever managed to listen to the podcast before. I listened to the first one, and I think I listened... You've done three, haven't you? Was this the fourth we, one? We have, yeah. yeah. This is the fourth. Uh, I, I listened to the first two, and yeah, it, it went okay. Yeah, then you just gave up, really. <laughs> well, can I uh, speak frankly now? You can oh, speak God. poorly. Yeah, I'll, I'll speak poorly instead of frankly. Yeah. I did, I, I, yeah, I used to have an Uncle Frank, but he hung himself, but Lee said about that the better. Oh, that's a sad story. Well, <laughs> we're the oldest swinger in town. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I do apologise for turning up on your podcast half cut, but anyway. Um, well, just give us some critical feedback, just as long as it doesn't hurt our feelings. I'm going to be as positive as I can. What I would suggest is... You need to maybe liven it up a bit. Try guys. A yeah, that's what we've been trying to do. That's why we've got you on here, Paul. <laughs> oh, it's I your see. responsibility. You invited me. Oh, very good. Right, okay. You have livened it up no end. <laughs> I can hear people having what I like to call in your nation tea. <clears throat> having a bit of tea. Yes, they are as we speak. And, that, and what is it that they're apple, eating? Apple pie and cream, by the looks so of it. Oh, it's apple pie and ice cream. I like to think, Paul, that you are sitting in a, a, a great big leather chair and everyone is on there uh, sitting down, legs crossed, with their tea in their laps and they're all looking at you lovingly as you address them on this podcast. Am I right? That's pretty much on the nil. Thank you very much. Right, so we've done that and now we're just on Oh, no, to... we didn't do that. What do you think? <laughs> what do I think? Oh, yeah. Bloody hell, this, is, this, is, this podcast is getting out of control. You know, you introduce one piece of gene into the pool and evolution takes another step, doesn't it? Maybe <laughs> it goes in the wrong way, maybe it goes in the well, right way. Just, you're so selfish. You're always asking everyone else what they're thinking. You're always forgetting to introduce yourself. I think that's the opposite of selfish, to be honest. Are you going to be brave enough to get Daryl Selby on? <laughs> um, I think him and Guy will have an argument. It's a bit like the Bloods and the Crips at the moment. You don't really want to mix them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have to be quite. Other uh, ones ass or something, in Yeah, that's that's what it is. Um, you know, th- they had a bit of a falling out earlier. Right, they got quite serious. Yeah. 
It did get serious, guy, and uh, there will be blood. Okay. <laughs> and with that ominous, that's so we show our first game central fight. Well, right, so I think, guy, in a sentence is, I don't mind paying whatever I is I have to pay as long as I enjoy it. Thank you very much. Now on to what are we playing? What have you been playing this week? Go. Um, I've been playing all sorts actually. Excellent. For a change, been making an effort just for this deck. Yeah. Played some Dynasty Warriors 8 because I'm still trying to get the platinum, but it takes ages. Yeah. Um, played some Demon Souls because I've never got very far in it and I've been trying again, but it didn't really work very well and I got annoyed, so I then turned that off. Perseverance is the key. And then I got my PS Plus subscription. So I've been playing Bioshock oh, Infinite. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Bioshock Infinite, which is excellent. Um, I think I'm about halfway through now. And Guacamole, which is better than Bioshock. Right, well, that's just ridiculous what you just <laughs> said there. But he's supposed to say something controversial at the end of it. Well, you know it's, it's, okay, it's not it's not necessarily better, but it's it's so different you can't really compare them. Don't but, give away the ending for anybody who's not playing. I haven't finished either of them yet, so no worries about that. But Guacamole just has so many references to other games and pop culture things. It's just it's hilarious. It's brilliant. I love it. Bye. It's I'm presuming that these. Digi- sorry, sorry, Paul. Paul, me and you seem to have the same rhythm of when to think to come into a conversation. <laughs> we do, don't we? We're going to have to get like some sort of buzzer system set up here that we can attach to our genitalia that gives off a little <laughs> yeah, vibration. It was it's... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but Gareth, uh, guy, sorry. Presumably, these downloadable titles do not have boxes for you to read the back of. Unfortunately, not. So, how do you cope? Um. With great difficulty. The fact that it only cost me for five forty nine a month to play them. Um, you can live with that. Well, I can live with it. It's worth taking a risk when it's free. Right, so Gareth, what have you been playing? Uh, let's see. Um, I completed uh, Batman Arkham Origins. <sighs> what, what now, guy? <laughs> what now, <laughs> This is why the podcast needs livening up what Paul's just said. Because, you know, someone speaks and then someone goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, it's just, you know, the least good out of the three, isn't it? Speak your mind, guy, you know. Just... <laughs> I'm speaking my mind, I just said. It's not meant to be like the worst one out of the three of them. <laughs> well, I've not heard the, so the first two were excellent, but I've heard that the third one will make me a bit crap, if I'm honest. Well, a lot of people, when the game came out, said it was sort of half-assed, felt a bit rushed out. But like I, I played it all the way through in like two days, and it and it it's just such a good game. It has so much quality, like quality animation, quality gameplay, everything about it just oozes quality. Um, even the story's like really cool. Like it's a really cool concept for a story. Are the boss battles better? No, not really. But there's less of them. Um, the ones that are in there are more sort of um, quick timey. Which yeah. is a bit of a limp noodle, but um, 
yeah, it's a really good game. I don't know why it got panned so much when it came out. See, like people were really ready to just hate that game. But I really enjoyed From what it. I read, I don't, I don't think it did enough different from Arkham City. Well, the story is what it does. It's going as well, apparently. We go to the Batcave and there's all Easter eggs in the Batcave. And... Mm. You don't get to drive the Batmobile, though, do you? Well, he's kind of building it. Like you go, you can walk up to where he's building it, and like you see, like oh, it's the outline of where it's gonna look. Uh, it's straight. You walk, you playing it, and you see it, and you obviously think, yeah, I'm gonna get to drive it, and then you don't. No, no, no. It, it's like here's the tire that's clearly from the Batmobile. Here's one of the wings <laughs> that goes on the back, and you're like, oh, that's a little Easter egg. Oh. But um, the main thing that's cool about it is like in all the like. The trailers leading up to the game's release, they showed this concept of like seven deadly assassins come to get Batman for fifty million dollars, and the game pretty quickly like turns away from that into something way yeah. cooler. Um, and Can I ask you a question, Gareth? Yeah. Is Gareth in? Um, who does the voice for the Joker this time? Because it's not Mark Hamill anymore, is it? It's not. But, Which I thought he did a sterling turn as that. Well, this is like a really, really good Mark Hamill impression. I was like shocked. I could basically not tell that it wasn't Mark Hamill for most of it. There's the odd little word or phrase he does. which is So he basically impersonated him, which is no bad thing, I suppose. No, but uh, the Batman's different. Um, it's, not, it's not Kevin Conroy, is it? No, it's not Conroy, but it's, it's not bad. It's just different. Mm-hmm. I think I would have preferred Conroy, but it's you know it's a younger Batman than any other game, so it makes sense that he'd be a They're bit less. Sound a bit. At least he doesn't have that silly voice that Christian Bale does. Eh? Doing impression. Oh, oh, Batman. Batman. <laughs> 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 I'm Batman, mate. <laughs> so, Gareth, any other games you've been playing, or is it just Batman Arkham Origins? Uh, it's Batman, and then this week I finally got my hands on a copy of Battlefield 4, and that's my new crash. What platform are you playing it on? Uh, PC, with a controller. It's the PC Master Race. Kneel <laughs> 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 <New> before Zod! <laughs> Except not, because I have a controller, so I'm not that good. I'm only joking. It's like being a member of the PC Master Race, but just not... Because for some reason they seem to think that well the mouse and keyboard is you know better but it's so uncomfortable. It's like saying you're a master BMX rider but then you use stabilizers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. Thank yeah, exactly. That's the way I look at it. That is exactly. Yeah. What it's like. Controller has a bit more of a challenge and it levels the playing field in my opinion. Well, I still do all right even though I use a controller, but I've always I've always thought controller is way superior to mouse and keyboard in every way. Do you not think, Gareth, some of the greatest moments on Battlefield are the emergent battles that erupt sometimes? It's like sometimes you'll get spawned and one minute you're on the ground, next minute you're on a helicopter gunship. Yeah, I love like you'll be lining great. up you'll be lining up like a sniper shot and the mm. guy's like sort of looking at you to line up a shot on you and you're like, Oh, which one of us is gonna get the shot off? And then a jet will just crash in between you both and three bodies will fly out of the jet and just I actually, I actually spawned directly behind, or near enough, a sniper who shot me about four times today. And I just stood there looking at him. He was laid on the floor, pointing forward as he has been. I just watched him for a bit and just went, right, bang. <laughs> the most satisfying thing in the world. 
But then he shot me. And that was on Battlefield. Six times after. On Battlefield <laughs> 4, yeah. Not real life. This didn't happen yeah. in the Yorkshire Moors. Hey, it's rough, it's rough yeah, up here, you know. <laughs> Why do you think I've got a sword? Yeah, for those snipers. It's a good question. <laughs> what do you no, I've, I've always maintained that every man should A, have a beard, and B, have a sword. Exactly. Guy, Gareth, you're just missing one of those things. Guy, you're missing both. (laughs) My sword's made of pork. Oh, Oh, yes. See this conversation taking a a swift downturn. (laughs) Kenneth Williams just turned up. Swift upturn (laughs) if it's my pork sword. (laughs) But he's dead. Kenneth Williams, well, you never know. They can work wonders in science these days, can't they? And that brings us back nicely to our zombie holocaust. <laughs> Which is... If you could make love to holocaust. any celebrity in zombie form, oh, who would it be, Paul? What's If you could make love to any celebrity, but they were in zombie form, who mm-hmm. would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I would have quite happily slept with Elizabeth Taylor even when she were 90, just because I, I could say that I did. Um, yeah. I suppose, I don't know. Taylor Swift. Well, it's not a question you are. Yeah, Taylor Swift, there you go. Very nice, nice. guy. As long as she wasn't too moist. What? She wouldn't <laughs> be. She would be dry, so dry. Like a foul trust. That's a yep. big question you're asking. I'm not going to partake in this. Gareth? A wise move. Uh, I would say Linda McCartney, because when limbs start falling off, you wouldn't think it was that weird. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) There we go. I would choose... um... And people are under the illusion that this was about games and films and stuff. (laughs) Who would sleep with if they were dead? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> They're not dead. <laughs> There's zombies. There's a difference. Climbing off. She's not. She's just sleeping. She's right. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't actually. I think it's disgusting. I wouldn't do that. Oh. You'd, have, you'd have to wear two condoms at least, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. No, you wouldn't need to wear any, to be honest. And one of them suits. What the way? Is it Fallout Three when them big suits? With just your penis poking through. Little, yeah, that's, that's good. Mm. There's a good edit point there, Gareth. A little spot of necrophilia. Oh, yes. So, what have you been playing, Paul? My arms are going to come up out of What's that again, Anna? I think everyone... Go on, say that. Everyone needs to hear that. Go on. <laughs> say it louder. Do I have to? Yeah, you do. It's funny. Go on. It's not funny. Go on. Sometimes when I flush the toilet, I have to run away right fast in case some like massive water arm come out of the toilet bowl <laughs> and just pull me into a vortex of danger. And a I'm vortex trapped, of danger. I'm trapped inside the toilet and there's just no escape. Well, you heard it here first, chaps. <laughs> what wow. has this just become? My sister is scared of a vortex <laughs> of danger coming out of the toilet together. <laughs> I think we can all relate to that. <laughs> Do you know something? It's never crossed my mind up till now, but I'll be I'll be hey, taking no, I'll be taking care toilet. next time I go to the toilet. I tell you, Besides, I'll be taking my sword with me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Just in case you have to fight that vortex. You give us all nightmares now, Anna. Don't flush toilet. Don't flush the. Well, you want to flush the toilet if there's no, someone with big tentacles down there. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, on a goddamn. Is, is that your 
Santa or Sister? Because I'm quite uh, confused about this setup. <laughs> Sorry, say that again. You're confused about which setup. Um, is she your daughter or your um She's my sister? daughter. She's young enough to be my daughter. I'm the oldest of five. I'm 36. Arana's 18. She's and she's your sister. She is, yes. She's and how old is Anna? She's 18. I don't like the pervy tone in your voice, man. <laughs> I'm not. There is no pervy voice. It's just, as you know, Game Central. We yeah. like to help each other. Out, you know, <laughs> I'm only kidding. Guys looking for love. And if we could. Just Anna was asking to look at your pictures earlier. She went, What? You're doing a podcast? I went, Yeah. She went, Oh, with? I went, Oh, this site says I'll invite you because Anna's a Call of Duty freak at the moment. Um, okay. And. She, and the only picture I could find I had was uh, um, it was a guy, and she went, "Oh, he looks uh, all right." Well, there we go. Can we get Anna on this podcast? That guy can just have maybe a little talk with her. We can call it our first podcast, Game Central Day. You haven't seen That's Anna though; she's she's but ugly. <laughs> guy will take anything right now. It doesn't matter. He's got a, like a bulldog licking piss off a metal. That's what he loves. <laughs> Right, so let's get Anna on. Wait, me, oh, I'll do it right now. I'm, I'm going to upload a picture of our Hannah onto Game Central Libs, okay? <laughs> Just to show you how ugly she is. No, right, so. First one you've got, Anna, you've got loads of them. <laughs> uh, my, my other sister, Sarah, wants to know how old you are. Oh, me? I'm actually 28 years of age with the mental capacity of a 12 year old. <laughs> Alright, I'll, I'll put that one on. Alright. Mm. Okay. Old. I've just found a picture of our Anna oh, Gurney. Yeah. She's a uh, sorry, twenty-six. Out of Sarah, he's far too young for you, Sarah. Behave. Our Sarah's thirty-four. <laughs> Did she just say she wants everyone? <laughs> no, she she's like quite cool. Right, I'm, okay. I'm an elf. You might like a man. Right. So Anna, you can take the headphones out now because Guy's voice is quite quiet and meek. <laughs> And as he speaks to Anna, we're all just going to be quiet and allow love to happen. Is that okay with you, Paul? Um. Yeah. I'm afraid I will need to know much more about his character before I can allow that. <laughs> well, you're going to listen to this. You're going to listen to the broadcast. Can we, so you can, can, we get, can we just drag this back on topic? A I do apologise, Guy, for this. It, this wasn't my idea. I didn't bring it up. Anna? Anna? Oh. Yeah, I'm going to give you the earphone. Yeah. Here we go. Guy, now, oh. Guy, this is it now. This is I it. Just... This is your potential future wife. Do not mess this up, please. Look, I, just, I, just, I just came on here, talk about games for an hour, and you're doing this to me. <clears throat> we're not doing this for you. This, we're, we're trying to help you, Guy. It's Valentine's Day next week, man. You've got to get on that shit. Anything. Oh, this guy's a radio voice. Oh, hello there, Anna. How are you? Yeah, I have just heard all that. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Right, so as you may know, Guy is a single chap. Yeah, past person that ugly spoke with me just ever, so be prepared. Guy is not fussy. I wouldn't say that you're not good looking, which you probably are. Paul's just being upsetting. But right now... You're in a restaurant with Guy. Guy's looking at you across the table. Let's kick it off. Go. I'm not. I'm not doing this, really. <laughs> Guy, come on, quick. I'm. I'm not doing this either. What is wrong with you? Guy. Okay, I suppose. Anna, hi. Hi. 
How are you? So what, what part of Yorkshire are you from? You've just asked Paul this. Don't act like you care. You, you already you're asked not, you're not, Anna, you're not Paul, and this is a very isolated incident. This is completely separate from anything else. All right, okay. So what part of Yorkshire are you from, Anna? West Yorkshire. What's that you're drinking there? What? What's that you're drinking there? I'm not drinking all. Well, we're in a pub. It's a bit strange. I've got myself a nice Coke. Yeah, I'm well confused. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Yeah, um, I'm scared. So, um, I'm only young. I know, I know, I know. God, 28-year-old, 18-year-old woman. Right, so um, what is it you do in everyday life? Do you, do you have a job or...? I go to college, where I oh, study well. Lord of the Rings. Oh, quite enough. <laughs> and, and you quite like Lord of the Rings? Yep. Right. Um, is this Gareth I'm speaking to, or...? No. Yeah, it's Gareth. Yeah, the guy that has been trying to seduce uh, your sister. <laughs> I, Gareth uh, Williams. I um, accepted your gracious request to come on the podcast. Right. That did not involve you chatting up my sister. Guy. <laughs> right, so yeah, that could Hi. be... Guy hasn't said a word. I know he hasn't said a word. That's I'm the problem. you responsible with how Hannah describes the one with the radio voice. Paul's put a world photo of you. Radio voice. Word. <laughs> no, to be honest with you, I, I, I'm right, quite... So we're gonna... Not yet, he's actually posted a photo of her. That's... Seems a bit well, well, you know, if Guy doesn't want her, Paul, I will happily take her. <laughs> we'll happily take her. Well, there is a picture on now, so if you want to have a look. Yeah. What about you, Gareth? Are you you third up if... Uh, I'm not in the market at the moment, so help yourself. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter. You've got to, you've got to have some... There is one thing to pop- mind, though, lads. What's that? And I'll give this speech to... I mean, Anna's not had many boyfriends, but they've had the same speech. I've always got on with them. But I've also said, you know, if you hurt her in any way, I will hunt you down and I will nail you to a wall. Well, actually, Paul, that would get me off, so that wouldn't be a punishment <laughs> to me. I've got two other sisters, to be fair. You're quite welcome to them. It's all right. <laughs> I mean, dog. Will, will, will you deport them to London for me? I'll deport them to London in a box for you, yeah. You can Thank keep. you very much. Right, so... That, that's... Sorry, you'll be all right. Gareth, I'm so sorry for this editing task that you've uh, got ahead of you. No, no, leave it all in. Leave it all in. Stop it. No, no, it can't stay in. It, <laughs> it just doesn't make well. sense. I thought you were going to be romantic. I thought we were going to have our first romance. But no, you just flopped at the last minute. It was... oh. Anyway, moving swiftly on yeah. from my sisters. Um, I climbed off your mum yesterday, so I didn't want to think about that. <laughs> 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 you like that one right so Paul what have yeah. you been playing nothing but Battlefield 4 Yay. nothing else um, I had a game of hide and seek and off ground tig but that's about it okay. I haven't I actually been playing anything this week really honest with you Paul I had a game of um, um, dodge the scalding hot soup at work just in case you want to I'm, I'm a healthcare assistant I look after the mentally ill and okay. part, part of that job can sometimes involve dodging plates of scalding hot soup. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to have re- you have to reflexes like a ninja. And a samurai sword. Well, I've told them if they keep throwing soup at me, the sword may may come into play, but I'd rather avoid that, you know. I'm being the caring sort of guy that I am. Right, so now I have to go. Um, 
unfortunately. I think we all have to go. I think this has gone on far too long. <laughs> uh, we're going to have to give Gareth at least four hours to edit it. Um, I want to say nice. thank you to Guy Whitlock. Say thank you back to me, Guy Whitlock. What? Thank you. Just, just say thank you. You've, I'm not. I'm just not going to thank you. Okay. Thank you, Gareth Williams. Uh, you're very welcome, Rob. And thank you for the editing that you're about to do. Uh, yep, that's going to be my entire evening. Thank you, and thank you, Pauline. You're welcome. You're welcome, mate. No problem. I've really thank enjoyed you. it, actually. If your um, sisters could add me on Facebook, <laughs> Sarah, Anna, apparently um, you have to add on Facebook. Okay, time to drive me. I don't do anything. <clears throat> Excellent. And it's not Gareth or Gates. Um, I mean, according to my iPad, you called Noz nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> That's not actually my birth name. Um, <laughs> well, it is, but I changed it because I didn't like it. Uh, my name is. Rob Walker. It's Rano. It's, it's Rob Walker. If you uh, the the, the Walt Adjudo, you know, mate. If I'm honest, I don't think they will. Well, I hope they do because I'm an ever so nice gentleman. <laughs> well, you sound yeah, yeah, you know. And if there's a zombie apocalypse, you'll definitely yeah, have sex with her and then <laughs> yeah, the children. Yeah, if if our Sarah drops dead, she'll be she'll be all right, won't she? <laughs> no, <laughs> they're going to be digging on my farm. Listen Would to podcast number three. Although, if you married her when she were dead. No, 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 no! She's not going to die. I'm going to protect them all. Yorkshire's a great place to build my farm. Yeah. All right then, everyone. Well, it's good night from me, and it's good night from Gareth, and it's good night from Guy, and it's good night from Paul Lynn. I've been Robert Walker, and this has been the Game Central Podcast Number Four. Goodbye. Bye. See ya.